Lord is good today, isn't he? I do want to wish all of our fathers a very blessed day. And to all the men in our congregation, the Lord bless you. Amen. And um, may he keep you. Um, what a good God we serve. I want to speak today to the heart of a warrior. I know it's not just a Father's Day message, but I believe it's a very important message for the hour that we live in. We need watchers on the wall, don't we? We need somebody up out on that wall who has the heart of a warrior who will cry out when they see the enemy coming in. We need some strong warriors in the faith. We need somebody who is looking out for the family, who is looking out for the church, who is looking out for the community, who is looking out for the nation. We need some watchers on the wall. We need some warriors again. And I'm glad that in the eyes of God, all you have to have is the desire and the love for him, and he'll use you. Amen. Over in 1 Corinthians 16 and 13, it says, watch you stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Be strong. Stand fast in the faith. You know, Jesus said that the times would come where if it were possible, the very elect of God would be deceived. We need to get a grip. We need to refocus. We need to, to recommit our, our loyalty and our faith. We need to stand fast in the faith because the enemy is coming so fast and so strong that if we're not careful, he will come right through and strip us of our faith, strip us of our hope, strip us of our joy. Um, so we need some warriors today. Let's look over in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 23. Here it gives us a list or a roster of David's mighty men. Now, anytime I read about these men or I think about them, I don't know about you, but I get inspired. How many of you ever watched those old Rambo movies and you're just like, come on, Rambo, come on, you can do it, you know? I mean, there was just something about it. I mean, I, I know it's, you know, pretty kind of a fantasy type thing uh, when he'd get in there and just an annihilate the enemy, you know, and um, how he could do all that well, you know. But there's some men in the Bible that put Rambo to shame, that put Chuck, Con or Chuck what's his name, Chuck Norris to shame, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, these guys, they couldn't hold a candle to David's mighty men. And the thing I love about these mighty men is they had such a heart and a passion for their king. They loved him. But let, let's read over here. Um, you know, uh, who were these mighty men? Where did they come from? Between the time when David was anointed king and when he was crowned, you know, we know the story. Saul was after him, wanting to take his life. And he went and he hid in a cave. And the Bible says there were 400 men with him. 400 mighty warriors that were with him, um, but he was, he was, they were hiding in a cave. And, and during this time, many joined King David in the wilderness. You can find some good friends in the wilderness. When, some, when you find a friend in the wilderness, you find somebody who's going to stick with you. Because they know what it's like out there in the wilderness, they know what it's like to have a hard time. They know what it's like to, to, to be dependent upon, upon um, you know, the strength of God, the grace of God. 
It's out in wilderness where we can really find somebody who is going to stay with us. And the Bible says they were out in the wilderness and they found David. They saw David and there was something about David that inspired them. We're going to go with him. I know the king's after him. He's got a target on his life, but we're going to follow David. Because I think these men were kind of like some of us here today. We've been through some things. We don't look like the cream of the crop to the world. You know, we may look small. We may look insignificant. Maybe some of us like these guys are distressed today because we've been through some things in our life. We've been through some great things, some tragedies, some heartaches. Our armor is dented up. How many feel like you've just been attacked so greatly by the, by the enemy that your armor has dents in it? But I'd rather carry a dented armor than have one of those on me that's been polished and shining and don't look like it fought one battle. I'll keep my dented armor. I'll keep it. But these men knew what it was like to be distressed. They knew what it's like to be cast off, rejected by society. The Bible says they were distressed and some of them were in great debt. Well, have we been there? Feels like, man, Lord, we got to trust you with our finances. I don't know how we're going to make it, Lord, but you know what? God always comes through. These men knew what it was like to be in a wilderness place. And some of us, seems like we spent most of our lives in the wilderness. Seems like, you know, we're just looking for that water in the rock. We're looking for the manna from heaven, but isn't God faithful in spite? And so they heard about Saul chasing after David. And they saw that David was a mighty man. He had the favor of God upon him. You know what? It matters who, who you serve. It matters. And, and it, you know, here, here they are out there. The Bible said there were about 400 of them in this little cave. And they were loyal men. They were brave followers that accomplished great things on David's behalf. They're described in the Bible as David's mighty men, 2 Samuel 23 and 8. David's account in the Bible has been full of heroic and brave stories. You know, he was just a young boy when he took out Goliath. Even before he was crowned king, he had a group of people he ruled over. But these people were not mighty in the first place. The Bible described them as desperate, in debt, and discontented. Are you discontented with what the world has to offer us? Are you discontented with what society's standard of living is? You know, we, we have to find our peace and our joy. The word of God is our standard. The principles of God, the, the, the living word of God is our standard of living. And we don't need to be comparing our life to what those in the world have. Amen? But they were discontented. They didn't like the way things were going. I don't like the way things are going in our nation. I don't like it that Disney is trying to um, warp the minds of our little ones through this latest movie they came out with, Toy, so Toy Story. Buzz Lightyear comes out as gay and kisses another male toy. I'm telling you, we're in a warfare, and we need some watchers on the wall, some who are going to stand up and say, we will, not, we will not accept this. This is not acceptable. 
These are our babies. These are our precious children. And the world is trying to warp their thinking. There's a, a demonic spirit that has been loosed upon our nation to take our children. If they can't kill them through abortion, they're going to try to take them through this, this wicked, evil, warped way of thinking. And we need to be watchers on the wall. We need our dads to stand up. We need our men to stand up and say, we will not tolerate this. We need our mothers to hit their knees and say, we will not accept this. These are our babies. These are our future. So we need some mighty men. We need some warriors. You know, listen, when you enter into um, this kingdom of God, it's not all a bed of roses. You just entered into a war zone. And Paul talks a lot about that over in Ephesians. He says, put on the armor of God. We got to put on our armor of God. We got to armor up. We got to have the heart of, of, of a warrior. And we have to get engaged in the fight. We can't stand, and let the, stand by and let the pastor fight it all for us. We can't stand by and let all, you know, the prayer team fight it for us. We got to get engaged. We have to get engaged. We got to fight this good fight. Paul talks about, he said, fight this good fight of faith. Hold fast to your faith. We got to fight. We got to engage. Now, he also said that the weapons of our warfare are not uh, carnal. We can't fight this in the carnal. You know, we're not going to win if we do. We got to fight it in the spirit. But God has equipped us to fight these things in the spirit. Satan cannot defeat us as long as we're fighting in the spirit, as long as we're using our, our weapons of warfare, as long as we're picking up our sword, the word of God, as long as we are armored up, he cannot defeat us. It's, we lose when we fight in the flesh. But anyway, I, I just kind of want to speak again to your heart. Be brave. Be strong. Engage in this fight. It is a good fight of faith. We are not defeated. We are not insignificant. We may have been out there in the desert, in the wilderness, and we might have known what it's like to be in debt and to go through some things, but we are not defeated. We have just linked up and joined up with the greatest army there ever was, the army of the living God. God is calling us forth to fight a good fight of faith. And it's not just for the men. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. You know, the Bible talks a lot about triumph. We are, we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors through Christ. And we walk around defeated all the time. We walk around murmuring and complaining. When we have been given victory, victory already belongs to us. It's already belong, it already belongs to us. There's, there's three men here uh, of David's mighty men that always inspire me when I read about them. And uh, one of them was um, the uh, Tachmonite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. His name was Adino the Eznite. He lifted up his spear against 800, who he slew at one time. 800. He took out 800 with a spear. You know, the Bible says a thousand, we can put a thousand to flight 
And if two, 10,000. Just imagine how many we can put to flight. But you, you have been a quick, you have been anointed to take out a 1,000, just you and the Holy Ghost. And so he took out 800, and after him, this is the man that I truly, truly, truly admire. This guy, Elysier, the son of Dodo, um, was one of the three mighty men. This is my hero. When they defiled the Philistines, there were, they are gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand clave to the sword. Have you ever held onto something so tight you couldn't let it go? This man did not quit. He did not give up. He had passion. He had a reason. He had a purpose to fight. He was not a quitter. The Bible says he fought so hard that the sword clave to his hand. He couldn't let it go if he tried to. It was embedded in his hand. That's how hard this man fought. And, and sometimes I, I look at people and, I, and they give up too easily. They don't fight enough. You know, my mom inspired some things in me. We don't quit. We don't walk away. We don't give up. We fight and we fight and we fight and we fight. And we fight again. And we stand and we stand and we stand and we fight. We don't quit. We are not, the Bible says, of those who draw back. We have victory in sight. We have a mission and we have a goal. We have a purpose. And whether it's 10 in here today or 100 or 1,000, our purpose remains the same. We will not quit. We will not stop. We will not give up. We will hold that sword and we will keep on fighting and we will keep on fighting and we will keep on fighting. Hallelujah. We got to fight. We have got to fight. We cannot stop. What's going to happen if you quit now? Something's going to go wrong. Somebody's not going to get healed. Somebody's not going to get blessed. Someone is not going to receive salvation if you give up now. We are not of those who draw back. I look at our church here today and, it, it, you know, just like these men out in the wilderness, distressed, discontented. That could be us today. We don't look like much to the world. We don't have Harvard and Yale degrees. We don't have PhDs. Well, Haley might now. I don't really know. I look at Mariah. And I'm so proud of you, Mariah. Mariah came here from Louisiana to go to ORU. Her parents didn't have the money. Is it okay if I share this? They didn't have the money to help her in her school. But Mariah knew God spoke to her to come to ORU. And this little girl paid her way through college, worked her way through college, and Mariah is a great success story now. She's out there. She's selling houses. She's blessed, you know, because she's favored by God. She didn't quit. She didn't go back. I know things were tight for you. I know things were hard. But you kept on, you kept on, and you kept on. We don't quit. We don't quit. We keep going. We keep pressing on. We keep persevering. 
Listen, if God called you to do something, don't you let anything or anyone stop you from doing it. If he called you to it, you're going to do it. You don't have any excuses when God calls you to do something. There are no excuses. There are zero excuses. When God called you to do it, you do it. You can do it. Don't look for the excuses. You know, we, we look at excuses more than we listen to God. Well, I can't do this because I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I'm not trained. I don't have a degree. I haven't been to college. And we look at all these things. Well, I'm just too busy. But if God called you to do it, do it. There are no excuses when the call of God is upon your life. You keep going. You keep fighting. You keep persevering. You keep pressing in. You keep going. Because in the end, you're going to have victory. You will have victory. God doesn't call you to failure. God doesn't call you to defeat. He doesn't say that the road is going to be paved in gold and filled with roses along the way. But he says, I'm going to go with you. When you go through the valley, I'm going to be in the valley. When you're on the mountain, I'll be there. When you're out in that wilderness, my eye is upon you. And I will provide. He's a fighter. The God we serve is a man of war. He is a God of war. And he's called us to fight. He's called us to get in the battle. We cannot sit on these seats of do nothing and expect the world to change. It changes by us engaging. It changes by us lifting up our voice. It changes by us hitting our knees. It changes by us reaching out a hand to do something to make a difference. Because whatever circle you're in, God has put you there to make a difference. And he ain't buying our excuses. He ain't going to buy them. When he called us to something, he expects us to fulfill our mission and accomplish what he called us to do. God believes in you. If he didn't believe in you, you wouldn't feel that tug on your heart. You wouldn't feel inspired to go do this. God believes in you. And he knows with his help, you're going to achieve and accomplish great and mighty things. This is only the beginning of, of, of your, your walk with God. This is only the beginning. I don't care if you're young or if you're older. This is today is a beginning for you. Today is a new beginning. Get up on your wall. Open up your spiritual eyes. Call out the enemy when you see him coming. Stand your ground. Ephesians tells us when you have done all you can do, stand. Stand your ground. Don't give one inch of territory to the enemy. Don't you do it. Because you give, Satan doesn't just take a mile. You give him one inch, he takes your life. Don't you give your ground to the enemy. Amen. I really feel this morning we need to rekindle our passion, our love. We have a good father. But I know in this place today, we have a people here whose hearts are mighty, who are strong in the Lord, who have passion and love for our king. It matters who we follow. It matters who we serve. We have a, an amazing pastor. And when we're under her umbrella, 
That anointing upon her life will flow into ours. I can say that because I'm her daughter. And I've seen the blessings of God on her life flow into mine and into yours. But more importantly, we serve a king who far exceeds King David and his throne. We serve a king who will reign righteously, who will come back one day with thousands of his saints to take this world back. We serve a, a righteous king, a king who only him is fit to judge this world. But he's a strong king. He already won the battle for us. We just have to walk in his steps. Amen.